Hey folks, this podcast is brought to you by RivianStories.com. Please join us there to get the latest Rivian news, pics, and videos from Rivian owners and true fans. We also have t-shirts, hats, and gear guides for your next adventure. And lastly, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or even both. It actually does help us grow and keep making content. Thanks. Let's start this next segment off with this post from our good friend Conundrum. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think about this? I love it. I love it. That thing is so hot. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it, it, even though the even though the proportions are whack, it I don't know, man. There's just something about it that just screams. Uh, that thing is cool. I'm 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 cool. I don't know. I love it. I love it. I mean, granted, this is not Rivian's rendering. This is somebody's rendering of what they would like to see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's freaking cool. Yeah. Skylar? Yeah, so I think that the concept and being able to use the van platform as an adventure van is Mm -hmm. a phenomenal idea. I feel like that is a huge gap in the current market and something that is becoming more popular and more mainstream uh, as people can work remotely and go on adventures and not be tied to a specific place to live and specific place to work. So Mm -hmm. I think that's amazing from... uh, and. I giggled at this, but from a kind of tech specs perspective, Motor Trend said that it might be up to 1,200 horsepower and 1,200 pound-feet of torque. (laughs) And with the same quad-motor drivetrain as the R1s. And to me, Mm -hmm. that is totally and completely unnecessary for a vehicle (laughs) like this. I mean, literally... Knowing what I know about Rivian's architecture now, I would want the dual motor version of this. Um, mm-hmm. So a motor for each, for front axle and for rear axle with lockers. And mm-hmm. Rivian has already quoted specs of around 600 horsepower for that, which is more than enough for a, uh, yeah, for a big van like that, in, in my opinion. Because... You're yeah. not going to go and carve canyons in a big <laughs> lifted, you know, high center of gravity van. So I, I thought that was a little, a little crazy. And mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe there's buyers for that, that I'm, I'm just not aware <laughs> of. I'm, I'm not sure. 1200 horsepower. Yeah. I mean, I mean hold on kids. <laughs> I think Murdoch and, and adapt it uh, as a school bus and get get kids to school really really fast. I mean, <laughs> dude. Uh, yeah, what are you gonna say, Jimmy? I think that uh, Murdoch would would disagree with you. <laughs> dude, I think Murdoch. You know what? That, I think that Murdoch is the render that. Yeah. I totally agree, though. The render that we really need is the A-Team graphics on yes. the side of that van. Yes. <laughs> it is such an interesting hodgepodge. So you have the 21-inch like wheel cover design. Then you have just obviously the R1 nose, but short. 
And then this top part reminds me more of the actual Amazon van, which is the real news of the day, which we're kind of getting some of this leaks from that, okay, this might be in the works and whatnot. Um, and then Skylar, were you just saying before we start recording that we're so used to seeing this like so much shorter that that throws us off too? Yeah. <laughs> it's such it, an interesting. You know what? I feel like if you look at it from the front <clears throat> tire back, it it looks good, mm-hmm. even even those taller proportions. However, the the regular R1 nose that they put on it just does not look right. <laughs> I I would love to see the the DRL and the stadium headlights, but um, almost in a, a cab over type design, because that would give you mm-hmm. better approach angles. And you know, cab over designs have phenomenal visibility so you could still have that rivian aesthetic but the like the little stubby nose is what absolutely throws me off about this one <laughs> yeah but at least with the i don't stubby think nose, it should be longer you, though. yeah yeah at least with the stubby <clears throat> nose though you still get at least get some frunk storage especially if they did the old mm-hmm, doghouse design the old doghouse designs of like the ford O'Connell line and of like i think the Whatever Dodge called their van back at the big, their big fifteen hundred series van, um, to have that doghouse style design to give you uh, a surprisingly large frunk in such a short nose. You're gonna have to have the camp kitchen in the back of this one. Well, so oh, Kyle, yeah. that's exactly where I was about to go next. I feel like the mm-hmm. possibilities with a platform like this, with regards to I mean, I would love to see it modular in, mm-hmm. for lack of a better better term, where literally you could kind of pick seating and or RV type style um, components to, to put in there and configure mm-hmm. them kind of how you want them. And... I mean, yeah, I think the sky is the limit with regards to where Rivian could go with this. I mean, it could be a passenger transport van. It could be, you know, mm-hmm. a an actual camper van. I mean, I, th- I thought that it's funny mm-hmm. that this render had a rooftop tent on top. And it's like, if you got a big van, <laughs> what are you doing sleeping in a tent on the roof? Definitely got the Alex Honnold guy all over it for sure. This is his deal. Oh yeah, That's, this is his. This is his home. Yep. Mm-hmm. We got on this um, as far as just some of these speculations and whatnot. Congratulations to Team Rivian as they started last week actually delivering an Amazon van. So there was a little bit of an event, and these things went off. And we're in a handful of cities. Um, north of me, Chicago was one of them. Kansas City, Nashville. Oh, they're actually up here. Oh, yeah, Phoenix, San Diego, St. Louis, Seattle, Dallas. So that was really cool. Um, I don't know exactly how many they deployed there, but, you know, the big headline that we've had for a couple of years now is 100,000 of these coming. Right. Uh, by, the, by 2030, right? Mm-hmm. The number... So it's huge. Yeah, go ahead. The number that I heard associated with that event was delivery mm-hmm. of 200 vans to Chicago. 
Now, whether they are ultimately destined for other places, I don't know. But that was, I believe, the the first bulk delivery of production Amazon Prime fans. Mm Mm-hmm. So here's a snippet. We'll certainly have many thousands of vehicles on the road by the end of this year, but not providing a specific number. Right. Um, what are some things that came out of this? Just some things that you guys want to highlight, and I'll put this up on the screen for the YouTube audience. And for those listening on the podcast, we'll probably get through uh, some of this as well, audio only, that is. Um, and then there's a video that I haven't had a chance to watch but I've seen some of the people posting some snippets. So let's just go over some high points that stick out. Yeah, so you just mentioned one of them for me, Kyle, and it's that the the Bloomberg interviewer asked RJ if they were on track for 10,000 vans. And just to summarize, what RJ said was, it's a highly coordinated process between Rivian and Amazon, not only with regards to kind of the feature pack that ended up inside the vans, but also the deployment strategy, because there's multiple aspects of that, right? You've got to train the drivers. You have to make sure that those fleet centers are equipped and ready to be able to handle the charging. And I mean, yeah, it it is a very... Um, detailed and systematic rollout. So he was mm-hmm. non-committal on the delivery number. Kind of seemed to indicate that they may not be on track for ten thousand. But moving on to my other main takeaway was the way that RJ handled a question around whether there are other. Uh, commercial van customers in queue to to receive these vans or similar vans and RJ said in the coming months and then it almost seemed to me like it was an afterthought he added and years there will be additional announcements about other commercial partnerships so I feel like (sighs) we will hear about more of those before the end of the year was just my my gut feeling and read on that it's not like you can build 900s for new york city you know or 900 series vans for chicago mm-hmm. like it, it's gonna, definitely going to be more um and you know, to your point more thought out you know because they've got to strategically place each series of those vehicles in the right areas because you, you don't want to put a you don't want to put a 500 in you know, rural in a rural area, um, because they're going to be driving further, and you don't want to put a you don't want to put a nine hundred and like I said earlier, you don't want to put a nine hundred in New York City because it'd be like driving a school bus uh, in in those in Too those bad. areas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you actually triggered um, another recollection about that interview and. It, it's that RJ said that they are producing the 500, so the smallest planned Amazon van at the moment as well, because he talked about having four vehicles in production, so R1T, R1S, uh, the 700 van, and the 500 van. So that, that was new news 
to me at least. When I found out about this, there was an article on LinkedIn. I'll have to maybe find it. <clears throat> when someone who posted said, I can distinctly remember the Sunday afternoon that RJ called me in to whiteboard this van. And it was like less than four years ago, you know, and then today they're delivering. Mm -hmm. So I just think that it's cool that this was a whiteboard concept, you know, less than four years ago. And now these are rolling out legit. Um, that's a great accomplishment to Rivian. Absolutely. And multiple models. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. yes. once again, being able to roll out four vehicles at the same time does speak a lot to Rivian's skateboard architecture and approach. And it is an amazing accomplishment for a brand new manufacturer, four different vehicles in production already. Less, less than a year mm -hmm. from the first vehicle deliveries of any kind. That is pretty impressive. So here's one other interesting tidbit, and I know we heard this a long time ago, and it had nothing to do with the coverage um, this last week, but Amazon picked the, the look of this van. So the Rivian standard commercial van offerings should have a different look, and you know, the, the Amazon vans definitely do look friendly and kind of cartoonish. I feel like um, I, I feel like I would probably like the Rivian Rivian's own commercial van look better. Mm-hmm. Let's coming back to this fleet page here to see if somewhere there was kind of maybe a few little few little clues. Well, I mean, is this a clue over here or not? Well, it's it's not Amazon's color scheme, but I I mm -hmm. haven't sleuthed all of the van picks, and honestly, I <laughs> probably never will. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the operating system is going to be a, such a huge advantage in attraction as far as getting the vehicle, as far as like a whatever you call it. Um, Fleet purchasers, I mean, Skylar, have you dug in to that much? And what have you found? So with regards to Fleet OS, I, I don't really know a lot. I've seen some of these screenshots both on their website as well as in some of their quarterly filings. And so I've read what they mm -hmm. have to say. I've, I've heard what RJ had to say about it. And in all honesty, Rivian's goal there is kind of twofold. Number one, to bring value to their customers and really helping them um, operationalize these vehicles in the best ways. So with regards to monitor and um, providing for charging management, um, looking, looking at maintenance type solutions, and then just overall, I mean, we've seen GPS shots, which is obviously GPS-based uh, vehicle mm -hmm. kind of live awareness and tracking. So um, 
so that's one part of it and it's Rivian wants to bring additional value to their customers through this this offering the second part of it is Rivian that's going to be a subscription based service and Rivian's mm-hmm. going to get recurring software subscription revenue as a result of the customers that deploy fleet OS for all of the operational advantages that it will bring them. So mm-hmm. it's, it should be a great thing for Rivian's business. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that in the software world, that's what everybody's going for is recurring mm-hmm. subscription revenue. And Obviously, margins on that will hopefully be a lot better in time than vehicle margins. Hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. Okay, folks, that's it for this one. Thank you so much for listening. Please do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or both. Again, it actually does help us grow and keep making content. And remember, we hang out with the amazing community over at rivianstories.com every day. Joining is completely free, so please hop on over there and we'll chat with you soon. Again, that's at rivianstories.com. Thanks.